0: you're listening to the simple pin podcast pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy here's your host kate all hey everyone welcome to the simple pin podcast where all we talk about is pinterest marketing I am Kate All, the owner of Simple Pin Media, a Pinterest management agency. We manage our clients' Pinterest accounts so they can focus back on their business. We are a full-service management team serving a wide variety of client niches. We just talk about Pinterest marketing here on this podcast and how to make it work for your business. I don't teach any crazy tips, myths, or tricks. Just very simple, actionable advice to help you DIY your Pinterest marketing. In the last podcast episode, episode 129, we talked about how to make Pinterest work for you. If you are struggling to find your groove for setting up your profile, your boards, or creating pins, go back to that episode and listen so you can be caught up and have a really, really good foundation. Take some notes and just make sure you're all set up and ready to begin. Now we're going to tackle the second piece, and that is creating a Pinterest strategy that works for you. This is a really tough point for some of you. You've taken one course that says this, read one blog post that says that, you've tried to implement them all, and therefore what ends up happening is you've implemented nothing and you are purely frustrated. In fact, most of you come to me and say, Pinterest doesn't work for me. I believe that it does, and it just takes setting up the right strategy to make it work. Here are some questions I have heard from you and the Facebook group over and over and over again. In fact, Melody, she runs our community. She's our community manager. She pulled together a bunch of questions that get asked in the Facebook group over and over and over again. And if you are not a part of that Facebook group, go to simplepinmedia.com slash Facebook and request to join. So here's some of those questions. How do I schedule? Or do I manually pin? Do I repin? How often should I pin something? What do I pin? Can I pin the same image to the same board? What's the optimal number of times per day to pin? How do I get my pins seen in the smart feed? And what can I do to get my follower numbers to grow? There's no magic bullet. I'm just gonna tell you that right there. I'm gonna put your fears at ease. You are not missing something that someone else knows. I'm not holding back anything from you for fear of letting you know the quote unquote secret. It's all about finding what's working for you and following that path. So first, let's tackle how Pinterest strategy can fit into your business. You wanna figure out a plan that works for you and your business that makes it efficient and not something that slows it down. This ensures that you're not drowning or exhausted from spending too much time in one area that isn't bringing you a good return on your investment. Pinterest is a slow burn. It takes time to cultivate sessions and conversions to sales. You have to be in it for the long haul. Several people will come to me and say, I just started pinning last month and I'm not seeing anything. I just started pinning three months ago and I'm only seeing a small number of sessions. There really is nothing quick about Pinterest. So if you're going to invest in marketing, I would really give yourself six months to a year to evaluate if it's working. And I can most likely guarantee, maybe 95%, that you will see this movement over time and you'll see it start to build on itself. It's like compound interest. You'll see the sessions increase and you'll see the engagement increase. Trust me, I've seen it hundreds of times. It does work, it just takes consistent effort. So in order to come up with a strategy, you have to ask yourself a few more questions. Can you tell I really love questions? So here they are. Is that where my audience or buyer is? Meaning, Uh, is my audience member or my buyer on Pinterest? The next one is how much time can I invest in Pinterest as a part of my business? Then the big question, how much money can I invest in programs, courses, management services, or tools if I actually don't have the time? And then what percentage of traffic do I receive from Pinterest? Looking at a pie chart, is Pinterest a big chunk of my traffic Or is it just a small amount? So let me help you answer some of these questions and give you a plan. Number one, if your audience is on Pinterest, it is absolutely worth pursuing a marketing strategy. Why? Well, because you're opening up a new door to a new audience or a new group of people to buy your products. For this podcast, let's just assume you know Pinterest is right for your business. If you need more help figuring that out, We talked about it in episode 128. That was the last podcast of 2018. The topic of that podcast was, is Pinterest right for your business? And I give you four to five things that you can ask yourself to determine if it is. But let's just say you already know. You know your avatar, you know what they like, you know what they're gonna purchase, and you know they already are searching for those topics on Pinterest. So how much time should you spend? I've heard of some people spending hours a day on Pinterest, especially in the beginning. And while I understand that it's gonna take some time to learn the platform, put boundaries around your time. In episode 126, my guest, Rusukup, talked about how she was spending four hours a day on Pinterest, and in some cases, even more. And frankly, she was drowning. I recommend that you spend no more, no more than five to 10 hours per week. And sometimes the better thing to do is time block it for yourself. When I was managing my Pinterest account in the beginning, I would set a block of time on Sunday, a block of time on Wednesday, and maybe a block of time on Friday for a little bit, like a smaller time, that I knew when I was going to touch base with Pinterest and really think about it. Now, it's fine if you wanna use the platform. I love using Pinterest. I love going on there. I love pinning things for any remodel projects we're gonna do. I love using Pinterest all the time. I'm talking about Pinterest marketing. Don't spend hours and hours a day trying to try to figure out the best strategy or watching everything like the watched pot never boils. It's kind of the same with Pinterest. Limit yourself to five to 10 hours per week. In regards to money, the only few tools that I recommend are Tailwind for Scheduling, Our How to Master Tailwind course and then Pinning Perfect, which is a comprehensive Pinterest course. You can also add Tasty Pins if you have a WordPress site so that you can make sure the pinner chooses the right photo for Pinterest. You can also install MiloTree, which is $9 a month to increase followers. But that's pretty much it and all the things that you would need in the beginning. Canva is a great program that we use. We have purchased Canva at work, which has been a great investment for us, but I believe it's $19.99 a month. So go for the free option if you're really strapped for cash. Adding Tailwind and at minimum, How to Master Tailwind and Pinning Perfect Courses, you're looking for a total out-of-pocket cost of around $450. That's not that bad if that's the amount of money you're investing into your Pinterest marketing in a year. It's pretty good, actually. Then you can maybe add on Milo Tree at that $9 a month. And that's maybe, what, nine, $96 more dollars per year. I'm awesome at math, by the way. <laughs> um, so do you have $450 in your business account? If you do, get those three elements up and running. That's what I did right away. Even when I was not making a ton of money, I knew the investment of these things were going to make my time more efficient and give me the ability to look at analytics and see how things were performing. Now, if you're on the other side and you're like, I have zero desire to learn any of this, then you want to buy Tailwind in the two courses and pass it off to a team member or you want to hire a company to manage for you. You'll have to look at your overall budget to determine what you can spend. But if you know that you can use your time in other areas and you just know that you need to be on Pinterest, then it's definitely worth hiring somebody for that. I met with a client recently who told me she doesn't get Pinterest. She knows it's key to her business, but she doesn't have the time or the desire to learn, but she does have the money. So she decided to invest in management so she could focus back on creating her digital products. All right, so now that we've tackled time and money and you've figured out where you're at, let's tackle the daily nitty gritty. And I'm gonna answer your questions. So first, a down and dirty basic system. This is what I tell anybody to start with. And then I'll expand from there because I know y'all are gonna have more questions. One, I pin a minimum of five to 10 pins per day. Most of it is my own content. Most of it is also to my own personal boards with a few group boards mixed in. All right, <laughs> I I can actually probably hear the questions happening right now. Like the, but, but what about, but, 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 but. Okay, here, here we go. How many times should you pin for day, per day? This really depends on how much content you have. I said five to 10, but I want you to be thinking about how often are you creating blog posts, if you even have them? How often are you creating new digital or physical products that you list on your site? How many are you creating each week and each month? At the beginning of my Pinterest marketing journey for Simple Pin, I created maybe one blog post every quarter. I didn't have the podcast. I actually just had a standalone site where I would create content on pages. But I still wanted to build up my Pinterest account. So I started with 10 pins per day. So then you're asking, well, then how many of those pins should be other people's pins? Okay, well, in the beginning, I did mostly other people's pins. Because remember, I only did that one post per quarter. But what I was pinning, if it was other people, it was directly related to what I was writing. And I did make sure it wasn't competing with me. I was very, very clear that I wanted my boards to be a resource for people in my audience. That if I was to be able to say, go find Pinterest marketing tips... Every single thing I pinned on there, I could stand behind because I knew the owner. I knew the teacher. I was never going to do anything about deleting pins. I was never going to do anything about impressions. I knew exactly what it was I wanted on my board. Here's another example. I actually gave this to somebody yesterday in a call that I was doing, and I was talking with them um, about how real estate agents could use Pinterest. It was actually really fun. We do have a podcast about how real estate agents can use Pinterest, but this was kind of a new creative way to use it that I hadn't ever thought of before. So let's say the real estate agent doesn't have any blog posts, no content to share, but she really wants to touch base with potential buyers and build awareness for her business. Because she knows her local area, she might have an idea of the different styles of homes, modern, farmhouse, modern farmhouse, ranch, She should create boards around those styles of homes and start pinning her favorite pins that match the title of that board. Then what she can do is she can share those boards with potential clients to get an idea of what they're looking for in a house. She can ask them to follow her, like the pins that stand out to them, and maybe comment with what they like and don't like. This could be something that she could do um, as a promotional thing, maybe to Facebook or is another avenue that she's finding that people are connecting with her, LinkedIn. I haven't talked a lot about LinkedIn and if there's a cross-promotion ability there, but it is something we're exploring in my business this year with SimplePin. We're really looking into LinkedIn to see if it's a place to generate more leads or more engagement. So for this real estate agent, she doesn't necessarily have to create her own content, but she's using Pinterest to build awareness. So she should be pinning pins daily, 5 to 10, to keep building up engagement. And then once maybe she creates some of her own content, or once you create more of your own content or products, you can definitely pin more of your stuff. There is no magic number. It really is what works for you. So if one day I want to pin 10 and one day I want to pin 15, there is no magic detriment to your traffic or your strategy in doing that play around with it test it one month maybe you're going to do 10 pins and see what happens the next month you're going to do 20 just it just keep track of it we'll talk about that in a minute okay so personal boards versus group boards we have several podcasts on the group board topic and we'll list those in the show notes but for now let's use our real estate agent as an example she wants her boards to be personal boards She wants her clients to see those boards instead of someone else's. She wants Pinterest to recognize that she is sharing on her boards about this particular topic. Only join group boards. If you know the person, the niche matches who you are and what you talk about. You're not competing. There's a great title to that board and you can see it benefiting your audience. Other than that, stick to your own boards. Group boards are not something that's effective for getting greater reach anymore. Can I pin to the same board? Absolutely. A pinner is not going to come to your boards, see a pin twice and say, I'm out of here. They pin something twice. They're just, it's just not gonna happen. So keep pinning, but remember the user experience and don't pin the same pins back to back to back on the same board. So then it brings us to how often do I pin something? Okay, so new content on Pinterest or new products, new pins, new creatives, they take a while to take off. This is just a historical pattern we see here on Pinterest is that this new content just doesn't take off right away. So I recommend when you do create something, new product or content, pin it to all relevant boards at least one time per day. If you're using Tailwind, I put a 24 hour interval in between until maybe you have no more boards to pin to. Then in a couple weeks, loop back around into Tailwind and see how those pins performed. You can see in Pin Inspector how many repins they got. You can see in your Google Analytics, did they take off in that first month? Chances are they didn't. So then you want to look at your popular pins and your seasonal stuff. And you want to pin that to your boards at least two to three times per week To those different boards, but I can definitely pin it to the same board. So if I've pinned my how to clean up Pinterest boards to Pinterest marketing tips two weeks ago, I can pin it again to the same board this week. It's not a deal breaker. I would say if you have a small seasonal window for some of your content that just does so well, let's say it's like Mother's Day and you just knock it out of the park with this Mother's Day gift guide or product that sells for Mother's Day. It's okay to pin it once per day to different boards and then loop back around. Again, you just want to be aware of user experience. I don't want to hop onto somebody's profile, look at their activity and see the same thing being pinned 50 different times. Just don't do that. The next question we get is, do I repin or pin from my site? So there's are two different things. Repin is not a word we use anymore. It's save. But we all kind of know the lingo. So I'm going to say, do I save from Pinterest or do I save from my site? That's an easier way to understand it. Your website. Pinterest loves what they call fresh pins. So always pin from your site or use Tailwind. When Tailwind schedule is out your pins, it acts like a fresh pin. So I always tell people, pin from your site. And then as Pinterest says, let your people do the saving for you, the repinning for you. The next question, the million dollar question, how can I get my pins seen in the smart feed? All right, so what we've always said is that your pin description seems to hold the highest ranking. It's where Pinterest searches to look at the keywords and help match up the pinner's interests and their search terms. So it's up to 500 characters, but... That first sentence seems to matter the most. So make sure you're writing at least two complete sentences. One to two is fine. And make sure that it's keyword optimized, that there's the keywords in there, but it doesn't sound funny. Write like you're writing like somebody would search. Use regular terms. Don't try to like use fancy words that people wouldn't search. If you're having trouble finding these keywords, go to the search bar on Pinterest and type in what you want to do and see if it even comes up on Pinterest or see what other people are talking about in relation to these terms. But this is the way you get into people's smart search feed. So I'm going to talk about the smart feed. One of the really cool things I love that Pinterest said was that when pinners save something, it gives them an indicator of what that person is interested to help them build a unique and perfect smart feed for them. So that if I'm searching knitting, Pinterest sees this as a cue and will, or as a, like a, a clue, not a cue, a clue that that's what I like and that's what I'm interested in. And so now they can gear pins, they can funnel them into my smart feed, maybe of people I follow, people I don't follow, so that I now have a curated smart feed. So what you wanna do is you wanna have pins that have great images that get people to save them, but you would also wanna make sure that your descriptions are completely filled out and that your board names are keyword titled. We have a whole podcast about how to keyword on Pinterest and I'll link to that. I'll also say this, your audience makes a huge impact on reach. So one of the things we've noticed is that our clients who have more highly engaged audiences, meaning people who are going to share from their website, people who are going to share from other social channels, they tend to get seen more in people's smart feeds because of this idea that so many people are finding their content relevant that I would venture to guess Pinterest sees this as a cue that it's relevant content and shares it with more people. So what we've tried to do is ask your ask our email list to pin a pin. So sometimes in my weekly email newsletter, you'll see um, the title of the post and then pin it for later. That's a great way to get engagement on your pins. Then maybe share on Facebook or even on Instagram the pin link. The more audience sharing you have, the better. And Tailwind has a great article about how to get seen in the Smart Feed, and we'll link to it in the show notes. All right next question. How do I get my followers to grow? I had a great conversation with somebody a couple days ago as well. They said, our YouTube followers are growing, our Instagram followers are growing. And this client had just hit um, a really high mark of followers on Pinterest. And they said, this is great. We love it. How do we get more? I said, okay, well, number one, you need to know that followers are a little bit different on Pinterest than they are on Instagram or on YouTube, or even Facebook fans. They're different because people go on Pinterest with intent to find the certain thing that they're looking for, not with the intent to follow a brand. They're not interested in following the brand. They're interested in curating what they want. And so it doesn't make as big of an impact when you have more followers to get more traffic. Like It doesn't... Two don't correlate. The more followers, the more traffic. We did do a study a couple of years ago and we need to update this. But what we found is that somebody with 50,000 followers can get the same traffic to their website as somebody with 10,000 followers. Pinterest users are primed to search, not to follow. So if your content is searchable, if it is keyworded, if it does have good engagement with your pins, that will bring the traffic. It doesn't necessarily bring the follower. So, there is another option, Milo Tree app. It's something that I have installed on my site. It basically says follow me on Pinterest. It's a pop up, it's Google compliant, doesn't look obtrusive. I've had it for almost three years now. I really like it. It has grown my followers with people who come to my site. I have appreciated it as the added background work, I guess you would say, to increase my followers on a daily basis. And I don't have to do that much work. All right. So, now it's your turn. How can you come up with a simple strategy that works for your business? It should sound something like this. I pin 10 times per day, seven of my own pins, three of other people's. I aim to pin my most popular content first, found in Google Analytics or Pinterest Analytics. And then I pin seasonal content and last, my new content. I primarily focus on personal boards instead of group boards. And I check my Tailwind stats one time per month to inform me on how it's working. I also check my Google Analytics to see how it's performing there. That's my strategy. There's nitty gritty stuff about it that we could go into like my people like these types of pins and my people like this type of content. That's something that you'll figure out as you go along. I should have probably mentioned this in the beginning, but we'll just mention it now as you just heard my strategy. In the seven years that I've been doing Pinterest marketing, I have never found a regimented system to work well. I don't use spreadsheets, but we do take notes in an important notes file. We actually have one on all of our clients. We document what we're seeing, what types of pins people seem to be liking. And this kind of high level, like look down and get this holistic view of the account and get to know it better really ends up allowing us to create a better strategy for our clients. We get caught up in the weeds like doing spreadsheets and making sure that pins are in this place at this time. It distracts from that bigger view to see what the account is doing. For those of you who are e-commerce sellers, in the next episode, we're gonna be talking about how to specifically market a product on Pinterest. I have gotten your emails. So many of you have said to me, you've talked about blogging for a long time. I really need you to talk about products. And so that is something that we are going to talk about in the next episode. We're also down the line going to be talking about how to increase conversions and sales from Pinterest traffic. Pinterest traffic is a very bouncy, volatile traffic source. But we do believe they are primed to buy. It just takes them a little bit more time. So in the next episode, how to specifically market a product on Pinterest. For those of you wanting more information about our services, you can definitely go to simplepinmedia.com. For those who want show notes on this episode, which I talked a lot about past episodes that we I referenced a lot of them, so make sure you do visit the show notes, you can go to simplepinmedia.com slash 130. If you haven't left a review in Apple Podcasts, we would love it if you would do that. It helps us get seen and helps more people know how to use Pinterest the right way. So thanks so much for listening. Again, visit simplepinmedia.com slash 130 to get more information in the show notes for this episode.